Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas, Yoridea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Giluach, Halacha Gimel. We're in the middle of paragraph Yud Dalid. In the, the edition that I'm using, it's the, the last paragraph, which begins with the words, Prusa. We dedicate the learning today for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Bazgalia, Yehudis Baschana, Chayabrocha Basperl, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Yaakov Yeshua ben Feindel Rechel, Shlemenisim ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Hindachasa Baschana, Gitagenendel Basipoira, Gabriela Sora Baskalia Rivka, Chayarezel Bastina, and her daughters, Yehuda ben Soramaya, David Lei ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Shiradvoira Basmiriam Avigail Brocha Basshiradvoira, Simcha Sora Basahuva, Idis Basmiriam Brindel, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Tuvitzi ben Chayaliza, Yusbehendel Basketaleya, Sorocho Bas Yusbehendel, Yehuda Gorarie ben Bernice, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, Yafa Bas Dvoira, Dvoira Bas Yafa, Meir ben Frida, Yerachmiel Yisrael Doi ben Funet Nechoma, the Sol Sharchel Yisrael. We spoke in the previous year about Matzah versus Chametz. Now Rav Nosenzal is going to go into it a little bit more. We know that one of the major things that we do at the Seder is we have three matzahs there, Kohen, Levi, Yisrael. We take the middle matzah and we break it into a larger piece and a smaller piece. That's what most people are aware of based on the halacha. The larger piece gets put away for afikoman at the end of the suda. The smaller piece stays with the other two matzahs. And when we make the bracha moitzi matzah and korech, we, we give it out, you know, we use it for, for the, that part of the seder. The Sifrei Kabbalah explain that when you break that middle matzah, you're supposed to try to break it into the shape of a hay. In other words, so that, for example, it, it's circular. We're talking about the circular hand matzahs, so that you would have three quadrants and, and one quadrant, that fourth quadrant-like. You know, it's not exactly like a hay, but it looks similar to the letter hay. And Rav Mosenzel, in Hilchas Betzias Mikvas has major discussion about bread, the significance of bread, all types of bread, that bread is so important. Bread changes the rules. It's, it, it has a completely different halacha than anything else. If you're eating bread, then you don't make a bracha on anything else just about that you're eating during the meal, except for fruit or nuts or dessert, that, that kind of thing, according to some. So bread is very, very special. And, and when we make the brach on bread, we say, Baruch HaTo Hashem Alekenem Elochoylam, Ha Moitzi Lechem Inoretz. The halachas, you're supposed to accentuate the hey, the ha, ha Moitzi. And in Hebrew, that's called hey Hayedia. That when you have a hey in front of a noun, you have the word Shulchan, any, any type of noun, Midbar. Midbar means desert. Ha Midbar means you know which one we're talking about, the one we've been speaking about before. The Midbar, the one that you know about, Shulchan, Ha-Shulchan. It's called Hey Hayadir. And when we speak about bread in general, bread is referred to as brain food. 
that grain, <coughs> Rabbi Nezal told a, a parable about a country where they, the stargazers saw they weren't going to have grain crop that year. And because of that, the people were going to be mentally incompetent in a sense. They wouldn't be able to think properly. So bread is referred to as brain food. And we saw in the previous shear that matzah, the Arizal writes, is moichen gedoilim. It's very, very high level das, seichel. Now Rav Nassim is going to go, however, we said yesterday that there's seemingly a contradiction. On one hand, you're telling me matzah is moichen gedoilim. It's a very high level das. And on the other hand, the Gemara says it's called lechem oini, lechem, poor man's bread. And we know poor, according to the Torah, means poor in brains. So make up your mind, which is it? And Rav Nassim had explained that because matzah is such moichen gedoilim, because it's such a high level of seichel, and we're just coming out of the mud, we're just coming out of the filth, we're coming out of Mitzrayim. So we're just starting our relationship with Hashem, we need to know that we don't know. We need to know that we're oni, we're lechem oni. That, that to us, even though there's moichen gedolim here, we're not ready. We can't grasp those moichen gedolim. So then what's the purpose of it? What's the purpose of saying there's a very high level das, very high level light, and you can't grasp it? Rav Nosenzal had explained just, just the fact that Hashem reveals this incredible high level light at the Seder night, you know, from this matzah, the fact that we, we see it from the distance, that alone gives a boost to our faith, to our emunah, to our faith in Hashem. And he, and, and he said that this is how it is when a person is starting to come close to Hashem. When a person is first starting to come close to Hashem, Hashem gives the person an isarusa dela'ela. Hashem shows the person a bright light. And that's why the person sometimes in the beginning feels like a rocket ship, like they can do anything, you know. But, but, then, but then they take it away, and then they want to see if the person can get to it by themselves, you know, work their way up to it. We're going to see. That's the concept of Pesach and Sfira Soimer. But the question is, what benefit do I have from that bright light in the beginning if I can't really understand it or grasp it? The answer is, it gives my emuna a big boost. The fact that I saw this, even from the distance, it wows my neshama. And my neshama senses that, and that gives me some of the energy that I need to be able to continue. Because we know the Gemara says, kol has koshos. All beginnings are difficult. Whenever a person wants to start something new, it's not easy. So you need a lot of help. This is the way that Hashem helps us in that new beginning. Based on what we're learning here, we'll understand this concept of a piece of matzah, the broken matzah. As we mentioned previously, that matzah in general is called poor man's bread. And the Gemara explains one of the reasons why we break the matzah is because poor people usually don't have a whole anything. They don't have anything. They collect pieces of bread when a person's really poor. So again, the fact that we're dealing with these pieces, we're breaking the matzah, and we're dealing with pieces, reminds us again that we are oni, we're poor right now. In Das. Hainu Kanal, this goes back to what we learned before. Ki afal pi ma'oid ma'oid. Because although matzah, 
the Arizal shows is a very, very high level of das, of seichel, much higher than standard bread on Pesach, on Pesach. Afal pikein nikres lechem oini. Despite that, the Torah calls it lechem oini, poor man's bread. He ikar hasogas hachochmo. Because one of the greatest things that a person can achieve in knowledge is lodas sha'adayin hu oni menadas, is to realize that we're very poor in knowledge. That's one of the most important things that a person needs to learn. To learn that I don't know, to learn how much I don't know. And this goes back to what we said earlier, that when you write the letter hey, the way you write it in a Sefer Torah, it's like a Dalit and a little, and a, and a little Yud on, under it on the left side. You always see that Dalit. It never, in other words, the Yud never touches the roof to make it, to turn it into a Ches. You always see the Dalit, that it's a Dalit and a Yud. Even though we've brought the Yud into the Dalit and we learned that the letter Yud represents Seichel, Chachma, that first Yud of Yud Kevavke, which represents Chachma, the Yud of Oz Yashir, which Rashi says, Yud Al Shem Hamachshova Nemra. So even though we've brought the Yud to the Dalit, the Dalit is still a Dalit. Meaning that even though I'm learning, I'm receiving Chachma, I'm always remembering that there's still so much I don't know. And this is the concept of the broken matzah. That we break it in two. And again, the Arizal says we try to break it to form the shape of a hay, the letter hay. Shehi Dalid Yud, which is a combination of a Dalid and a Yud. That little leg of the hay is like a Yud. One part, the larger piece, we hide and we hide it and put it away for the Afikoimun. The second part, that small piece, is revealed. We don't hide it. And we speak a lot over it. That's where we say the Haggadah. The Magid comes after Yachatz. Magid, we're doing that whole long, long discussion of the Seder. Hainu Kanal. This goes back to what we said before. Shemaramzim. This is hinting to us. Sha'adayin hadas rochok mimenu. That even though we're seeing this high-level das, it's still far from us. Bechinas, as Shlomo HaMelech said, I said, I'll become smart, and I see that it's very far from me. And we explained another way of translating those words were, I said, I'm smart. What's called smart? Smart is knowing how not smart I am, how much I don't know yet. And this explains why right now, in the beginning of our relationship with Hashem, 
We don't want to use our das at all. We don't want to think a lot. The only part that we're using is the lechem oini, that smaller piece. That we speak a lot over it, meaning at this time, in the beginning of our relationship with Hashem, we're fortifying ourselves only with emuna. And we speak and we cry out to Hashem. And we yearn to Hashem. Whereas the larger piece of matzah, of that broken matzah, Hamarame is ladas, which represents das, onutoinen adasoif. We hide it away until the end of the entire Seder, just about. After benching, you know, the, I'm sorry, right before benching, we pull out the afikoman. What this is telling us is that we, the Jewish people, need to know that the most important thing we have is our emuna, emuna. And even though we're learning a lot and we're trying to learn more and more, we're not ready to use that das until the end. Which alludes to the final end when Mashiach comes. As the Pesach says, in the future when Mashiach comes, that's when the world is going to be filled with tremendous knowledge, recognition of Hashem. Then we're going to be because the afikomon represents a high-level das. The Gemara says that the word afikomon is two words, afiku mon. And we saw earlier that the mon the Gemara says the matzis, it's called ugois, it means the matzis that the Jews took out of Mitzrayim had a taste of mon. And we know mon is heavenly food. On the mon they made a brocha, it's, it's super high level das. So the afikoimon comes at the end. At the end, we, we believe then we're going to achieve das. But right now, we need to know that our das is small. Therefore, even though we're trying to learn every day as much as we can, we're still, we're putting our, our, our main emphasis on emuna, emuna, realizing that we don't know, we don't know. Until Mashiach comes, there's so much that we don't know. Question in the chat. How is it that this same food, this same matzah, gives us a high-level moichen? On Pesach, represents a very high-level moichen. And, and the rest of the year, it's just standard food. The answer is that Judaism is based on time and location. The same exact action of turning on a light on Friday at 3.30 brings light to the room. Turn it on at four at five thirty, and it brings death to the one who turns it on. Death penalty for violating Shabbos. 
So the, the whole Judaism is based on time and location, that depending on the time, the same act could be a mitzvah, a major mitzvah, or a terrible sin, depending on the timing. Location, a Kohen stands here, he's perfect. He stands over there close to a grave, he's in big trouble. What do you mean? It makes such a big difference if I'm standing over here? Standing? The answer is yes, most definitely yes. And it makes such a difference. An hour later, that changes all the... Yes, 100%. While it's Shabbos, can't smoke, can't turn on a light, can't do anything. As soon as Shabbos is over, can go in the car, can do all kinds of things, whatever it is. So this same exact food at this time has incredible, holy, high-level properties. You make a, br- a special bracha. Try making that blessing the day after Pesach or the day before Pesach. It's bracha levatala. It's only on that day that Hashem said this day has a special, special opportunity to connect to this holy mitzvah of matzah. Any other questions, please? Paragraphs Tesvov. Now, Rav Nosenzal is going to explain the relationship between Pesach and Sfira Somer, how that works. Vehine, Beyoim Rishon Shol Pesach, Hoyamizgale Oyer Rav Melamalo. The Sifre Kabbal explained that on the first day of Pesach, actually on that first night of Pesach, there's an incredible high level of light that's revealed. That's what t- took the Jews out of Egypt. That's part of what, on a physical level, that's what helped us get out of Mitzrayim. However, right after the first day of Pesach, that great light leaves. And from that point on, through the rest of the holiday, we start receiving light from Hashem in an orderly fashion. 10 watts, 20 watts, 50 watts, 100 watts, in that way. On that first night of Pesach, we get a billion watts in one shot. This is the concept of counting the Oymer, as is explained in the writings of Yarizal. Pesach, now Rav Nosen is going back to chapter 30 in Likute Maran again, which this halacha is based on. There, Rav Nosen spoke about the Holy Kingdom and the Tumah, and that when the Holy Kingdom falls into the hands of Tumah, into the Malchus of the Sitrachra, we have to be able to cut, to slice them apart, to slice apart the Holy Kingdom from the unholy kingdoms and elevate it. And Rabbi I'll show there, how do you do that? Through chesed. There's a pasuk, zero lochem, it's the kitzru lefi chesed. That chesed is ktsira. Chesed gives you the ability to cut what you need to cut, to make this cut between the holy kingdom and the other kingdoms. Rabbi Nezal said, what kind of chesed are we talking about? Toichacha, rebuke. When somebody doesn't care about someone, they see them crossing the street when it's a, when it's a red light, that, it's not my problem. It's not my son. It's not, I don't care. If somebody cares about somebody and they love somebody and they see that person doing something wrong, they're going to point it out to them. A person who Hashem loves, Hashem rebukes. 
Hashem punishes us because he cares, because he wants us to be better. He wants us to learn. He wants us to improve. So toichacha is a form of chesed. But we're going to see here now in the next paragraph that it's true. It is a form of chesed, but it's also it also has an aspect of din to it. Most people don't enjoy, especially if the tochach has been given a little bit in not a sweet way, people don't like to hear that. It's, it's an aspect of din. You're, tell, you're telling me I did something wrong. You're, you're pointing out something wrong that I did. That's an aspect of judgment. Ki Pesach hubechinas chesed. The holiday of Pesach is an aspect of chesed. We learned the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, correspond to Avraham, Yitzchok, Yaakov. Avraham is chesed. And Rabbi Nezal explained in Likut Imran that chesed is what gives us the ability to cut the malchus, the chokhmah tato, malchus which is called the lower chokhmah, migolus shel ha'arba malchus, from being in exile in that fallen state in those four kingdoms of the Sitrachra. And as Rabbi Nassau explains over there, this chesed, the way that we receive this chesed is through toichocha, through rebuke. Avol, now Rabbi Nassau adds a very important point. Avol, however, when, when Hashem is first revealing himself to a person or to the Jewish nation, when a person is first starting to become religious, <clears throat> you can't rebuke a person at that time. You can't reprimand a person. Because toichocha is also an aspect of judgment. You're judging that person. You're saying they're doing something wrong. The Oz, and at that point in the beginning, because the person is in, in deep Mud, they're they're down in the dirt, they're, they're down in a bad place in Golus. At that point in time, you can't show your chesed by rebuking. The person's gonna get angry, they're gonna run away from you, they're, they're not gonna listen. They can't handle toichocha at that time, even though in reality, toichocha is an expression of love. The guy's gonna say, don't love me so much. I don't want you to love. I don't want you to love me. Love me less. Don't tell me everything I'm doing wrong. I don't want to hear it. I can't hear it. So that the, the dinim shouldn't attach themselves to that person even more. It shouldn't push the person further away. When a person is first starting to become religious, you can't tell him, <clears throat> don't, you, this is what this, I'll give you a list of 6,000 things you're doing wrong can't do that because you'll blow them away. You'll, you'll push them away. Therefore, Hashem had to change the rules. Hashem had to, to send down a shipment of chesed from above. Hashem giving us a divine gift from above without having us done anything at all to deserve it. Isarusa means when we down here make a move towards Hashem, we do something to show that we want to come close to Hashem, and Hashem responds by giving us, you know, but this is an unusual exception to that rule. 
that when you're first starting out, when you're first starting out, you have to be willing to give for free, even though the person didn't do anything yet really to deserve it, that kind of thing, like Hashem did for us on Pesach. However, that's just a one-time thing. It's like a person whose car, the battery dies. What happens? Somebody comes and gives him a boost. What's a boost? That your car, your battery is dead. Try, you can do a, a thousand times trying to start it. It's not going to go. The other guy puts his thing on yours from his car. Well, magic. Look at that. The car goes on like as if nothing's wrong. And again, it stays on as long as you don't shut it off for that moment. He unplugs, he takes his plugs away and he says, get to a, get to a fix-it place. Change your battery. Do what you need to do. Because again, this is just, I did this for you now. I gave you this boost, this Arusa de Leila, to get you out of trouble, to get you out of this spot you're in now. But, but this isn't a permanent solution. Now you got to go get a real battery that'll, that'll work you know, from, from day one for, for a few years. However, after that first day of Pesach, when that big, big light leaves, now when a person wants to receive light from Hashem, they have to go step by step. That's the counting of Yomer. Today is day one. <laughs> The next day is day two, and so on. How? Al yedei toichocha. Now the person is ready for toichocha. After you've shown them an initial super kindness, and they realize that you really love them, and they want you want to bring them close, you do only for their good, you're only interested in their good, then now you're ready, hopefully, to start gradually pointing out things that need to be corrected, things that need to be repaired, and they can hear it. Al yedei toichocha. Through a rebuke in which is revealed chesed. Question? Yeah, from us. So this concept of when, when people have aliyahs and yeridas, is every time you have an aliyah, is this sort of a bechina of this where you're getting some suzoela, or is it your own avoda that's causing the... Good question. The whole process of aliyah and yerida going up and going down, falling... <coughs> Is, is that related to this? The answer is that this is related more when a person is making a new beginning, when a person is making a fresh start. This is Pesach. Pesach is when we, when we were in Mitzrayim, we were real deep in the mud, and now Hashem wants to get us out of the mud. The first thing he's got to do is not say, let me see what you can do. When, when a guy's drowning, you don't say, let me see what you can do. You don't expect anything from that person. You throw a rope. You do everything to save that person, that, that, you know, period. Once you get him out of the water, now he's got to go into a hospital, whatever needs to be done for the person to get back on their feet gradually. So this is any time that a person is, is in the mud, any time a person has a major urethra, major nephila, Hashem, will, Hashem or the tzaddik will reach out to the person sometimes, this isarusa deleila, to, to, to rescue the person. And then Hashem expects the person to get on their feet, to start working, you know, to start doing what they need to do to advance. Anyone else? Now Rav Nosson is going to explain, <clears throat> we know that the Omer, Sfiras Omer means we count from the second day of Pesach 
which is when the Jews brought a special, unique korban in the Beis Samikdash. What was this? It was a measure of barley. Now, barley is not Beis Samikdash stuff. Barley is cheap grain. Real grain is wheat, according to the Torah, chita soira. Barley, the Gemara calls it animal food, compared to wheat, which is brain food, chita. The word chita is bigimatria 22, corresponding to the 22 letters of the Aleph base. Wheat is a, a holy item, it's brain. Barley is considered a much lower level. So when it comes to the Oymer, we're bringing a, car, a, a, we're bringing a sacrifice of barley, the fresh from the new crop, we're bringing a certain measurement. Oimer means a measurement, a measure of barley that's brought for the Korban Oimer on the second day of Pesach. And then from there, we start counting these 49 days up to Shavuos. Up to Shavuos. And this is one of maybe 20 places in Likut HaLachas that Rav Nosenzal explains this. Based on what we're learning here, we're going to be able to understand that measurement of barley that we bring, the Korban Oimer. The Zohar HaKadosh tells us that there's one other time that this type of sacrifice is brought. When a man suspects his wife of having done something improper with another man, he sees her socializing with another man, his wife. And he warns her once or twice, I see you're too friendly with that man. Stop, don't be. And then after having been warned, after having been warned, somebody witnesses see her going into a closed room with that other man for a period of time and they come and testify. So there's a rule that the husband has to bring his wife to the Beis Hamikdash, to the Kohen, and the Kohen does a whole procedure. And part of the procedure is that she has to bring a korban of barley, a mincha of barley. This is again a real only. These are the only two cases, as far as I know, that the the mincha is barley. Bechinas toichacha. Now that korban she's bringing is a form of rebuke. It's because she has done something wrong, even if she didn't commit a physical act with. The fact that she was warned a few times not to associate with that man, and she's still associating, she did something wrong, and she's being brought to the Beis Hamid, to the Kohen, to be embarrassed. She's embarrassed by this. This is where the husband is avenging, and he's re rebuking his wife. As the woman says, he tells, his wife, he tells her, I don't want you to go into... To, to spend time alone with that man. So too is the rebuke of the tzaddik, Shemoichiach as Knesset Yisroel, who rebukes the Jewish nation, not to go into seclusion with that guy. Who's that guy? The Yetzirah. Because that's, that's the way he operates. He operates to get a person, a person's usually embarrassed, ashamed to do sins publicly. So the Yetzirah says, no, 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 nobody's looking, You're doing, no, nobody's watching now. Vizeru altistery. And this is the Gemara uses that wording, don't go into seclusion. Altistery daika. Ki kol hirhure avoidezora. Dainu kol hakfiroi Because all types of doubts about Hashem, all types of thoughts of idol worship, <clears throat> and all types of denial of Hashem, 
זה בחינס ניוף, the Torah compares it to adultery. We are, we the Jewish people are a married woman. Who's the husband? Hashem. When did the wedding take place? On, at Mount Sinai. And if we turn away from Hashem and go to other things, that's like adultery, that's Neof. Bebechinas, ho'isho ha'menoefes tachas isho, tikach ezorin. A woman who shows disloyalty to her husband and takes strangers. That's a Jew taking idols, they're believing in other stuff other than Hashem. That Pesach is referring to idol worship, denial of Hashem. And this is why the Pesach says, don't, don't do something in hiding in a hidden way. Because all of the doubts that a person has about Hashem, all, that's something that people don't see it on the outside. People don't see what's going on in my mind, in my heart. Nobody knows this. Other than Hashem, who knows exactly what a person is thinking in their heart. The Torah says, if there'll be a person among you who will make an idol and place it in a hidden place, the sum basoser. Vidosh Rabbi Senuzal and the Tikkun Zohar says, Besisroi shel oilam, in, in the hidden place of the world, meaning that in, in a sense where Hashem is absent. They're going to remove Hashem from the equation. That's what it's talking about, Chas V'Shom. And the main rebuke of the tzaddik to the Jewish people, who al-ha'emunah, is about our weaknesses in faith. Shehi yesoid kol ha which is the foundation of the whole Torah. V'zehu al-tistari im ishploini. Don't go into seclusion with that stranger. Which means a Jew should not allow the denial of Hashem coming from that bad guy from the Eight Sahara to enter into your heart. Baldover is another name for the Eight Sahara. And that we shouldn't allow the Eight Sahara to defile our, our, our brains, our intellect. But rather, but rather, get rid of all of these thoughts, all of these thoughts of denial of Hashem and all of this confusion. Get it out of your head. Out of your head. Remove it from your head completely. And make yourself like a dumb animal. Don't think. Stop thinking. The person whose thoughts are leading him astray, that when he starts thinking, he's going out away from Hashem, the message to that person is, stop thinking. Just keep it simple. And rely on faith alone. As David Amel says in Tehillim, Hashem I am a fool. I don't know anything. I was like a behemoth with you. My relation with you was like that of a behemoth, meaning 
when he felt himself being attacked by all kinds of questions, the wrong kinds of questions about Hashem, no problem, change the channel. I'm not an intellectual, I'm not a human, I'm a behemoth. I don't know, and I don't want to know. Certain things I don't want, what do you mean you don't want to know? You're not curious? No, I'm not curious, I'm not curious. Certain answers, I'll wait. When Mashiach comes, or when it's the right time, I'll know. The fact that I don't know the answer to certain questions now, that, that's not a problem. And this is the concept of this mincha of barley, which was brought for the Oimer and which was brought by this woman. The Zohar Kodesh says, it's like the mincha that that woman brings whose husband was Makane. And again, the Gemara refers to barley as animal food. As Dovid Amelech said, there were certain times when I, I considered myself like a behemoth. I don't know. I don't know and I don't want to know. This is the concept of rebuke which sometimes comes in an embarrassing way, an insulting way. Sometimes there's no other way. Sometimes there's a, an element, a degree of embarrassment and shame when you have to point out to somebody that they're doing something wrong or that they're in a bad place. And that's also this korba mincha that this woman is bringing which, which is all about her feel, feeling ashamed and embarrassed about what she did. This is rebuke, which is coming from barley, which is considered a lower type of grain. It's considered to be animal food. This represents the type of rebuke that comes sometimes by telling a person, you're an idiot. You're doing stupid, you're doing silly things. You're doing silly things. You're doing stupid things. You're acting like an animal, chas And again, if it's being done properly, if it's being done with genuine love, and if it's being done with care, not with the left hand. The Gemara says the right hand is used to bring close the left hand is used to push away the weaker hand, never punching, you know, with, with full force at somebody when, when they're doing something wrong. Through this we draw chesed, which is needed to cut the malchus, to separate the malchus, the gdusha, from the malchus of the sitra that it fell into. Any questions? And this is the concept of the counting, counting the days. What's that all about? Counting is for babies. One, two, three, four. Why are we adults doing this counting business? Counting is measurement. It's measuring. This is day one. Tomorrow is going to be day two, and so on and so forth. It's a concept of tzimtzumim, constricting the hasoga selakus. Remember, this is based on chapter 30 in Likudimran, 
which begins with this fact that understanding Hashem is infinite. We can't relate to that at all whatsoever unless it's shrunken and brought into tzimtzumim, unless it's put into pieces that we can relate to. So Rav Nelson Sal says now that counting is an example of tzimtzumim of hasogas lukuz. Bechinas chachmatato, like malchus, which is chachmatato, is a tzimtzum. Ki lifnei echod ma'ato This is a quote from the Sefer Yitzira, which is possibly the earliest or one of the earliest Sifrei Kabbalah in existence. It's attributed to Avram Avinu, that Avram Avinu wrote the Sefer Yitzirah. And in the Sefer Yitzirah, when it speaks about Hashem, it says, before one, what, 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 what number comes before one? That, the answer is, there is no number. That's Hashem. Hashem is infinity. Because the numbering system is finite. Hashem is before one. Hashem is infinite, infinite. The Ein Shayach Shum Sfira Klau. When we talk about Hashem, when we talk about Hasoga Selukus, there's no there's no numbers there. There's no numbering system there. V'alkein Iker Hahizgalus Tzimtzumim. And therefore, the only way Hashem becomes revealed to us is through tzimtzumim, through constrictions. Shehem bechinas spheroids, which are called spheroids. Chachma, bina, das, chesed, gvura. They're called spheroids, again, because that's the beginning of count. That's where the count starts, begins. These are tzimtzumim of ein soif, of infinite. Bechinas sphira or minion, the concept of counting. Ki habits, ki bahat tzimtzumim, Shaykh minion, because when we're operating within constrictions, there the, the concept of a count does exist. Minion shezet simtsum rishon, vezet simtsum sheni. This is the first constriction. That's the second constriction. A person, a person is baking a, a woman's baking a cake. You need three cups of flour. She's got a big finger, a, a big finger flour. She's got a measuring cup. And the measuring cup, she fills it up, that's, that's one cup, that's two cups. Uh, other than that, if from that big thing, you can't do anything, you can't make a cake from that. This is the concept of counting from the Omer, from that day when they brought that Omer of barley. Because days, are a form of measurement, tzimtzum, as the Pesach says, umidas yomai mahu, the measure of my days, what is it? And these constrictions cannot be revealed without first starting with this measure of barley, minchas kenois, bechinas toichocha, you need, you need the toichachon. Because this brings about a revelation of chesed, which gives us the ability to sever, to cut the malchus, to separate it from its exile. Now look at this. This is one of the only places in the Chumash 
where the Torah uses the wording to cut, sira, the cutting of the barley for the to prepare, you know, to bring this this uh, this measure of barley to the base of Mikdash. Rav says, look at that, sira daiko. Look how that's the word that the Torah uses when referring to this oimer soyrim. Bechinas vekitzru chesed. This corresponds beautifully with what Rabbein Azal writes over there, Likutim Ram, that we're trying to cut the connection between the holy Malchus and the Malchus of the Sitrachra. Ki oimer huloshin mida, because the word oimer is a measurement. Bechinas chachmatatoh, which is what that lower chachma, Malchus, that, that's what that is. It, there, there it's finite, it's a vessel. Bechinas oimer as the Pesach says clearly in Chomish, how much is an Omer? An Omer is a tenth of an Eifah. And Rashi there gives a whole description of what it is. Shehi Loshim Malchus. Now, we know the term Asiris Ho'eifah, a tenth of an Eifah, that number ten, we know that's Malchus. Malchus is number ten on the totem pole. Kayadua, as is known as Rabbeinazal speaks about this, this particular Pasuk in chapter 49 in Likut Imran, based on the Zohar Kodesh and Pinchas. Shehi bechinas midois v'tzimtzumim lahasoga selakusiyas borach. And the malchus is the concept of measurement and, and, and constriction in order to be able to receive the light of Hashem. In other words, when we talk about the, the spheroids, chokhma bin adas, the Zohar Kodesh explains, we cannot receive from any of them directly. The light comes down from above, it goes, starts going into these vessels, and it comes out through the Malchus. That's where we receive. We receive Chesed via the Malchus. We receive Gvura, Bina, all of these things via that faucet, that, that bottom. <laughs> And, and now, now listen to this. Over there on the Kutimran, Rabbein Azal spoke about hair. Remember, we spoke about Sa'arois, that Sa'arois, the hairs are like these little wires, these thin wires, these thin pipes. Rabbein Azal says, Sa'irin is the same word. Sa'irin barley, bechinas shirin da'asvan doiraisa. Like the Zohar Kodesh said about Sa'arois, that Sa'arois means measurements, shirin, Sa'orim is also shi'urim, met tzimtzum. Barley is tzimtzum. Wheat is a much higher level light. Barley is a much lower level light. And what did they do in the Beis HaMikdash with this measure of barley? It says they lifted it up. The coin have to lift it up and raise it and move it around in all directions. Look at this. We have the Ktsira Soimer and we have the Hanofa Soimer. We're cutting and then lifting it up. We're cutting the Chachmatato and then lifting it up to its source, bringing it back into the domain of holiness. As the Gemara says, that the coin would move around this barley in all four directions connecting it to Hashem, to whom all four directions belong to, and also umala umata, and he raises it and lowers it, umala umata shloi, and above and below is also Hashem's. 
what this is all about is achieving an understanding of Hashem. How? Via tzimtzumim, neither via constrictions, via barley, via a specific measure of barley, and via cutting, and via lifting up. All the processes that Rabbein Hazal explained over there in Likutimran, where when you learn it in Likutimran, you have not like, how to, give me a, how does that work in the real world? Likut HaLachas, Rabbein shows you how it applies in the real world. Any questions? The, the, the reason why barley brings us to a form of being like an animal, you said like when we're an animal, we're cutting off the extra questioning that we shouldn't be doing. That Correct. Like a, a person who says, I don't want to know. You know, sometimes you want to explain something to a person. And the guy says, I don't want to know. Let's say somebody did something, you, you did something, and you, you're afraid that I think you did something wrong but you're a close friend of mine, I trust you 100%. And you say, listen, let me explain why I did, and I don't need any explanation. I believe you, I trust you completely. I don't need any, that same attitude towards Hashem. You understand? There are some people who think that every everything has to be explained, everything has to be rationalized and make sense. And another person says, no, not interested. Not in certain questions. That doesn't mean not interested in any das. What, what we're allowed to learn, it's a mitzvah to learn. I want to know everything. But once I cross that line of doubting Hashem, questioning Hashem in a way that you're not supposed to, not allowed to, now I'm a cow. You're an idiot. You're Right. I, I'd rather be an idiot and believe in Hashem than be smart like you and deny. You understand that? That's what he's referring to. <coughs> Okay, a question in the chat that Rav Nosenzal is laying out an order of, of how coming out of Mitzrayim, running away, and onwards. The answer is, he spoke about that usually in order, when a person is in Mitzrayim, when a person is really in a low, filth of a low, low place, they can't get out by themselves. They can't do it like a person who's drowning, the example that we give, or a person who fell into a pit that's very far down, or you have the expression in the Gemara, Ein chavush matir a person who's in prison, whose hands are tied, hands and legs are tied, usually cannot untie themselves. They need someone else. They need an outer force to come and, and extricate them. Now, once that's done, the person can put their hands like this and say, okay, you started this, now you, you do the rest. No, I'm not going to do the rest. Now it's now you got to work. Just like we have that, the, the halach in the Torah, that it says that if you see a person struggling with a burden, they're carrying a very heavy burden, and you see them struggling with it, you're not allowed to make believe you don't see. It says, ozoiv tazoiv imoi, help him, help that person. And the Gemara learns, Imoi, with him, meaning if he's willing to participate, to join in doing the work, it's a mitzvah to help him. If he says, no, 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 the Torah says that you're supposed to help me. I'm just going to watch. Then there's no mitzvah to help him. So here, Rav Nosan is showing us how there are different, pl- when a person's in a certain place, 
the mitzvah is to dive in and save that person, meaning no expectation at all from that person at that time, and no rebuke at that time whatsoever. Even though rebuke is chesed, keep that chesed in your pocket for now. Don't use it now. It's the wrong time. Don't tell them what they did wrong and what they're doing wrong. When a person does, does a mistake and get themselves in big trouble, chas v'shon, that's not the time to explain to them what they did wrong. First, get them out of the emergency. Once they're out of the emergency, then at the right time, in the right way, you can explain to them what they did wrong. They need to know what they did wrong to get themselves into this kind of situation. So that's Yitzias Mitzrayim. That's this big blast of light that Hashem gives us on the first night of Pesach. But again, it's a temporary, that's a starter. That's to get you started. Once you're started, now you got to do the work. You got to start working gradually, slowly with simtsumim. If you're going to try to go crazy, you're going to try to do too much. The satan, we say in davening in Mayrev, v'hoser satan milfanenu u'me'acharenu. Hashem, please remove the satan that's in front of me and the satan that's in back of me. There are two kinds of Yetzirahs. There's a Yetzirah that stands in front of the person when the person wants to come close to Hashem and says, no, 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 he's pushing back. He's pushing the person away. Then there's another Satan that's more dangerous, that when a person decides they want to become religious and the Satan knows he can't offer that person sins, he doesn't want any sins. So the Satan says, nope, you want to do mitzvahs? Great. Here you go. And he shoves the person from behind. He says, do every, do this, do that, do this, do that. Because he knows the person can't do all of that now. They're going to fall. If they try for too much, they're going to fall. And that's what he's trying to get the person to do. That's this counting of the Oimer. To know that this process of coming close to Hashem requires one, two, no skipping steps. Very carefully. One, it's a methodical, slow, gradual thing climbing that ladder to Shavuos. And Shavuos is even a higher light than Pesach. You think Pesach was big, Shavuos is even bigger. Because again, it came from the combination of that starter, that nuclear start, and the person worked for 49 days. Why 49? 49 is complete. 49 is seven times seven. Seven is this world. Seven days of creation. Seven is this world. Seven times seven means the maximum, maximum that I could do in this world down here. Once the person did that, they're ready for Shavuos, which is a whole other level, a much, much higher level. The Pasuk, Ziru Lechem Letztaka, V'Kitzru Lefi Chesed. Rabbi Nezal brings it in the beginning of chapter 30 on Likut Imran. And Rav Nosnesal quoted it in the beginning of this halacha. It's a pasuk in Hosea, chapter 10, pasuk 12. Question, how is Sfira Oimer, the aspect of rebuke? Because when we say that word Oimer, we're talking about a, a measure of barley. And when I say, I'm being reminded that I'm a, I'm a behemoth. I'm a behemoth. I, I'm, I'm behaving like a behemoth. I'm not an Odom. Odom means shleimus of das. Odom means intelligent. And I'm not intelligent yet. I'm trying to become it. I'm trying to grow step by inch by inch. That Oimer was a, a korban of, of animal food. 
which is a form of rebuke. So by, by saying that, I'm rebuking myself. Each one of us is reminding ourselves that, hey, buddy, you're, you're not where you belong. You're, you're not an Adam yet. On Shavuot, if you do everything right, if you do these 49 levels of tshuva, of improving during those 49 days of the Omer, hopefully you're going to become an Adam. The resulting chesed after the rebuke of the minchasoita, we're going to see <coughs> that's 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 possibly going to be shavuos, where shavuos we eat dairy foods, dairy white is chesed, a concept of chasodim, and it says that Hashem revealed Himself on Mount Sinai kezokin mole rachamim, like a zokin, like an elderly, like an old kind man kaviochel, you know. Okay, we'll hold it over here for now. Tomorrow is Erev Shabbos. Tomorrow, I hope, we're going to finish this halacha. We're going to complete this halacha. We have a little bit more to go. It's a shame. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. <clears throat> we're in these super holy, holy days of Hanukkah. Should to make it count. Hanukkah is also this It's teaching us this lesson of gradual growth. The one candle to two candles to... You can't put on all eight candles. What do you mean? I'd like to put them all on right away. Can to do it. You're going to blow out. Chas v'shom. Shabizrecha to Yeshua, Senwafua, Senwafua, Shlema, Ben Heirab Yameinu, Amen v'yameinu. Amen. Amen.